You're listening to the Plaid Pixel Podcast with your host, Eli Brumley and Ken Blasco. Let's enter the world of web design, development, and so much more. Hey guys, welcome back to the Plaid Pixel Podcast. Our guest today has swam with the Startup Sharks. He has run multiple startup software companies, as well as now traveling the world to help big brands through their marketing strategies and consulting. His name is Scooter Taylor. Mr. Taylor, how are you? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How are y'all? I love that intro. Good, man. Good. Oh, we're doing really good. We're here with Ken. Good to have you on, man. And uh, Scooter, I know we, we've got a few topics we want to touch on. I know that your uh, your passion and pride is in, in digital marketing, and uh, as well as you've you've done several years of of you know running the running the train of. Uh, of startups and startup culture. We would, we're so excited to dive into that in this episode. And uh, how about you, you, you start us off with kind of who you are, your, your background, how you got into this industry. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, again, thanks for, for having me on. It's exciting to sure. always, I think, you know, talk about uh, a lot of the things that you're working on and doing and you learn a lot through this. So this is really cool. Um, and it's fun to be working with you, man. Um, you know, I think for the listeners out there, uh, I joined uh, Eli's dad's Taekwondo school at nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so became a white belt and uh, just was in the program for several years to the point where I started teaching it. And it was actually my first job. Um, so, I, you know, first job at like 13, 14 was teaching Taekwondo. And I think when I started to teach there, I also started to learn the business, right? And I started to learn what happened before the kids started to show up, right? Um, so the meetings, the planning, the thinking of, you know, all marketing. All the behind the scenes, yep. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, so that was my first real uh, introduction into that. And then, you know, seeing it all come to life, right? Seeing us create a flyer, think of this like messaging and this marketing promotion. And then, you know, by six o'clock, right, parents and people are pulling out their wallets and paying for something that we just created. And so uh, that was the first step in the business. And then, uh, of course, you know, uh, I meet you uh, being there and we were, you know, co-workers for several, several years. And um, Eli and I, you know, we had this passion for just kind of just tinkering around uh, on our laptops, right? Um, you know, how do we use GarageBand? How do you use iMovie? How do you create stuff? Um, mm-hmm. And the internet, yeah. and especially consumer platforms for the internet, were just starting to spring up, um, especially YouTube. YouTube was just getting popular, 06, 07, uh, 2008, you know, those three years specifically. And so yeah. we, we we started, uh, you know, we started tinkering around, um I think that was some of the first introductions of, you know, the internet and potentially this whole startup thing for sure. Yeah. We were definitely early stage quote unquote YouTubers, uh, getting into, you know, tips and tricks of, of technology. And, uh, you know, back then Apple was coming out with the iPhone booming with, with their, their MacBook lineup. And, and, you know, we, we kind of focused more on the software side as well as just really new technology in general stuff that was just so exciting about, where the industry is moving to become, you know, uh, you know, from Palm pilots to touch screens. Now everything is kind of getting into a bigger form factor with mobile devices. And, and now we're just seeing a mass takeover with, uh, how people are marketing these things instead of moving from, you know, desktop computing and, and having traditional desktop websites, everything's going into an app format or, or, you know, social things and influence yeah. marketing, just the, 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 the the vast variety of the world of marketing has changed since we started that. But 
uh, it, I think it was so valuable for you and I to, to kind of experience those early ages of, um, you know, how, how we see marketing today. Cause it's kind of laid down a foundation of, of the appreciation for what it was. And there's a lot of kind of golden nuggets that we picked up along the way to, to set the standard and the path that, that you and I are both on, even though that kind of went down two different train tracks. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's very much in this similar tech technology space and, um, you know, working and consulting and marketing and, uh, and, I want to, I want to jump to a little bit to about uh, kind of how you got, went to college and, and uh, had some experiences with, with uh, nonprofits and stuff. But before you do that, I want to tell a story, which uh, I don't think even um, Ken has heard. And it's a story of when you and I were up one night making a lot of content and uh, we were just chugging away, just trying to get stuff out. And, you know, obviously really kind of focusing on our craft and, um, trying to build better video editing skills and, and equipment and all this stuff. And you turned to me and you said, you know how everybody that works for Apple has a, an Apple email address and a, uh, at apple.me.me. I was like, yeah. And he said, you know, we should go on iChat. So this is before Slack oh, yeah. and all these other chat engines. And he said, we should like type in, uh, you know, rest, <laughs> in peace, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. This is before Steve was, you know, he was still kicking. And we'll type in like Steve at apple.me and was moz.apple.me and all these, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tim Cook and all these things. We just, we're just like plugging them in. And, and back then with, with iChat, if you typed in a valid like ad friend or ad user, if it was a valid email address and that person had an iChat account or an Apple account, it would show that that person was valid. It would show their profile. So I don't know if it was a security thing or not. It was kind of sketchy. Um, but any Apple user could get on there and you could see if that person's was, was online or active or when was the last time they were active. And so we're, we're tinkering out, you know, just had this crazy idea and we, uh, we put a few email addresses in to see, you know, uh, see if people were online or available to chat. And then, and then we put in was W O Z at apple.me chat (laughs) and that avatar came up and it was him and his thing said available. And we just started chatting with him. and he's like, Hey wow. guys, what's going on? And, <laughs> and it's like, Hey, we're just some passionate guys from Memphis. And we wanted to just say, Hey, we're so, uh, we're so happy that, you know, you were part of this journey and, um, you know, thank, thanks. Thank you for all the innovation you've brought to, to the world. And he's like, Oh yeah, anytime. And he's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm on my, I'm on my, uh, he's like, I'm on my jet right now, headed over to do something. I think he was headed to a new Apple store opening or something. And Scooter's like, let's, let's, uh, let's click the video call button and see if he picks up, see if this is really him, you know, cause you never know who's behind a, an avatar. Sure. And so he, he clicks the the video icon it rings for 10 or 15 seconds. And then Mr. Mr. Waz pops up on the screen <laughs> video call, and he's on a private jet and he's like, Hey guys, what's going on? And <laughs> We're literally talking with Steve Wozniak um, yeah. over, wow. you know, what was FaceTime. And we talked for uh, maybe less than a minute. And then he sure. uh, he said farewell and good luck. And then we went our separate ways. And I thought that was the craziest experience that I've ever had, um, <laughs> you know, with celebrities, wow. I guess. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what would, right? That's crazy. There's some, there's some small town kids that t- would tinker with technology in Memphis and had this crazy idea and 
the guy was friendly enough to open up his webcam and talk to us for a few minutes. I thought it, it said a lot about his character and yeah, it also talks about, you know, where Scooter and I have, <laughs> we've come from because back <laughs> then, uh, you know, you had, you had to buy your, your Mac and then, you know, obviously your OS was pre-installed, but then you had to install, uh, iWork, which had your text editor and, uh, mm-hmm. PowerPoint, you know, and, and so they've kind of included all that now, but, um, long, long story short, I've known Scooter for a while. He's, he's, he's a fantastic guy, super inspiring to be around. Um, just has really great energy and, and, um, Scooter, I know that you've, you know, you dove from, from high school directly into college. And then with your passion for, for charities and nonprofits, you wanted to just take on one yourself. You want to tell us a little bit about how you got into that space? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, in the spirit of what you, you just talked about, um, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just doing a lot of it, right? Um, we didn't, we didn't really, yeah, we didn't have a name. I think now if you're, you know, 14, 15, you kind of know, like, I want to be a digital marketer or, you know, you, you kind of have a name for it, but we didn't really have a name for it. And so going into college, I was still, you know, 2011 and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do, right? Um, what do I want to be? I think I signed up for international marketing. So I knew it was marketing. I knew I wanted to kind of travel around the world and do stuff, uh, but I didn't know what exactly. And uh, let the whole first year go by. And at the end of that first year, um, someone reached out to me and said, you know, hey, um, you should see this YouTube video of the world's largest water balloon fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12,000 college students. Uh, well, at the time, the YouTube video was actually um, like 7,000 kids throwing like, you know, 100,000 water balloons. Wow. And so, so they all get uh, together, they donate some money, and then they fill up a football field full of water balloons, and they just have this massive full-out war. Yeah. So, I mean, th- theirs wasn't even a charity thing. Theirs was just like, hey, like let's just throw oh, this wow. water balloon okay. fight. Um, and so, you know, I think some of it was just kind of like confidence. I was like, oh, I just came from this YouTube era where I knew how to, you know, get subscribers and, and get people to sign up for things, Shoot content, build, yeah. build websites, do content, graphic design, yeah. social media. Um, and, you know, even in the YouTube things, uh, YouTube days, we did a lot of things around social impact as well and charity. So I was like, hey, I think I understand how to do this. What if we did a water balloon fight? Um, and then one of my buddies was like, okay, well, you can't just waste all this water. There's actually people that need water. And I didn't really know what he was talking about until um, <laughs> I, I looked up and we learned about the water crisis. And I learned that there are close to a billion people that don't have access to clean water every day. Um, and I think we know about it more now because, you know, it's kind of hit domestically uh, with Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. We've all heard about Flint. Uh, but before in 2011, it was very international, um, sub-Saharan Africa. So what we did was we said, hey, we're going to create a nonprofit. We're going to bring 12,000 college students together. They're going to throw 300,000 water balloons. And if all 12,000 people donate five bucks, we can raise 60 grand to go build wells in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and so we set out on this mission. And, and again, just really using the skills that I had just learned a couple years before with Eli of going, okay, I know how to reach out to brands. So the first thing I did, I said, okay, let me reach out to the the, the current record holders. Um, and so I sent them an email. They responded, hopped on the phone. And then I asked them, I said, hey, where'd you get your water balloons? And they said, we got them from this company. So then I found that lady's email address and I emailed her. And I just, you know, and so just kind of kept like, you know, softly doing business development. Like back then I wouldn't have called it business development, right? Sure. But that's basically yeah, what just it was. Networking. Just networking yeah. 101. 
just going in and just kind of telling people what you want to do. And, um, you know, long story short, we, we didn't end up doing the water balloon fight. Um, and so, you know, cried for probably three days after that. Um, got a lot of momentum. But just like logistically, you know, trying to bring 12,000 college students and, you know, how do you do And we didn't think through that level of detail. Again, I'm only 19 years old. Um, and so just some yeah. things just you, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but we we have helped 3000 people get access to clean water, uh, which was phenomenal. And, uh, and I think, you know, it, it was a good lesson of going, you know, hey, like just because, you know, what you think you wanted didn't work out like, you know. Just keep keep right. searching for for the real impact. Um, but yeah. yeah, that was that was uh, that was sophomore year of college up until probably you know the fourth year, so probably second and third year mm-hmm. of college, really doing that. Well, I want to say hats off to you for for not waiting around for a a big brand or you know a university to try to make a global impact. It was it was literally a guy from Memphis traveled to Atlanta and had just ideas and ambition to, to do something with that. And obviously, you know, knowing you for a long time, you're a fun loving guy. As long as you're having fun, you're, you're living. And, uh, if you can do that with college kids and raise money, I mean, you've, you've got the, you've got the golden key to, to a, to a massive social campaign and, uh, hats off to you for, you know, just having the, the confidence and courage to step out of, uh, you know, most college students or even grown adults now don't have the confidence to, to even approach something like that. They rely on big brands and corporations to try to quote unquote, you know, uh, help people around the world and, and have this global change. And obviously it's, you know, it's a big PR thing, but, yeah. um, yeah. you know, you were, that wasn't your interest. That wasn't what you were doing it for. You, you, you're doing it out of your heart and, and want to do something fun for the college kids. And so I think that just speaks to who you are, man. It's, and it's taken you as your, as a character, down this huge path of getting you into into the startup space but no i mean i think you know for for like you said we just didn't know what we're what we're doing right you know i didn't we didn't set out going like oh i want to make a million dollars i think there was one thing uh, that was interesting i applied for a google internship and i thought i was going to get it because i was like oh i'm a youtube partner like we made youtube videos and google owns youtube so i'm definitely going to get this um and i got rejected and i remember that feeling that that sucked right? so I, I i do remember going like okay Defeat. this is going to this is going to be my internship you know like i i won't have to go through this again right um i'm going to like create something that's, you know, it's gonna be undeniable that you'd want me uh, next. So I remember that being a thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, it, to your point, always having fun, right, um, was, was also something that's always stuck with me. Um, and so I think it's the nature of, you know, just job history and experiences. I think, you know, people are a collection of their experiences, right. Um, and so my first job was, you know, kicking around uh, with my feet, with my bare feet, and like, you know, makeshift pajamas on a Taekwondo uh, mat. You know, that was my first job instead of being like, you know, behind a deep fryer at a Chick-fil-A or something. Sure, um, and sure. so what I learned from the water project was that we got really close, right? Like I was, you know, having conversations with Pepsi's, you know, digital marketing team and their like sponsorships team. And, you know, we were on the, the radio in Atlanta and there were kids across the wow. country yeah. who were, you know, hitting me up about this. And so, and just like YouTube, right? We had 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. We were getting paid on YouTube. We had, you know, we were shipping mm-hmm. products to, to Germany for people who were, mm-hmm. you know, doing stuff with us. So it was one of those things where I could taste like, you know, this like magnitude or success. And it just built confidence that like, oh, I can do this. 
So yeah. all that to say, um, all that to say, I actually went to a conference. I had a teacher send me on a, to a conference. And uh, on the plane ride back, I remember I had all these business cards and I was like, okay, you know, I've done, done the water thing twice. We've kind of failed and I need to like really find an internship and find a job because that's what everyone else is like stressing about on college right now. Um, so I had all these business cards from this conference and I was like, okay, I'm going to just email all these people and, you know, go find a job. Um, and I sit next to this guy and he starts talking about Qualcomm, which is a technology company out of San Diego. I knew about Qualcomm because we had talked about Qualcomm on our technology YouTube. And sure. I think Qualcomm he was a little is a huge player in, in the West Coast that also they, they do software advancements as well as don't they have like uh, they have some a hardware aspect to their company as yeah. well? Yeah, I'll, I'll break it down. So, so you know, you're able to make phone calls, uh, really 3G, all that stuff was really uh, created because of Qualcomm. They had the patent right. on, the, still on the chips uh, to really facilitate that type of uh, that type of interaction, wow. and so I'm sitting next to this guy. We're talking about Qualcomm. I start talking about technology, and then I start talking about my experiences. So I start talking about Taekwondo a little bit. I talk about YouTube, and I talk about technology, and I talk about you know the water uh, project we had just you know attempted. And by the end of the plane ride, he's like, "You deserve an internship." <laughs> and so I was wow. like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay, thanks. Uh, let's let's, awesome. let's keep in touch." And so. Um, I, and I followed up, I kept in touch and lo and behold, my first internship was in San Diego. Fast forward, I'm, um, sitting at a bar in San Diego and someone goes, have you heard of this app called Yik Yak? And I was like, no, I haven't heard of it. And they're like, man, it's a, it's a new app. It's out of Atlanta. It's blowing up. You said you're from Atlanta. You should definitely check it out. I had never heard of it. So I was like, Hey, it must not be that popping. Um, so I get back to Atlanta and I see these guys who started Yik Yak, and they are at a, a hackathon, and they're um, they're talking about their app and how they did it. And so I'm listening to them talk, and I'm like, yo, this is very similar to my YouTube days and the water days, right? You're just sitting there, you're hustling, you're grinding, you're doing stuff that, like, you know, doesn't feel good, but, like, it's fun, and, like, you're starting to see some success. And so their story kind of resonated with me, and I was like, yes, like, they're talking my language. Um, and then I saw them again and I was like, Hey guys, I just did this water balloon fight thing and I failed miserably, but you guys have so many college students on your app that if you guys did this water balloon fight, it would make so like so much sense. And you have like $85 million in funding from investors. You know, I just needed $14,000 to put this whole thing together and I could barely get a thousand. So you guys have 85 million. You're bound to do it. You should try it. And so the guy, the guy gives you me everything email. you need to succeed. Yeah. I'm like, you got, you can do this 85 million times if you want to do. And so, um, <laughs> and so, um, he gives me his email and, um, yeah, gets, gets his email. And, um, I, you know, I didn't follow up, but then I ended up following up later. And, um, he was like, I, I was like, Hey, you know, I really, like an internship. So this is a year after I did the whole plane ride internship. That was one year. This is the next year now. And I'm like, Hey, I need an, you know, I love an internship. Um, and then they're like, Hey, we actually have never hired an intern before, but come on in. And, um, you know, at that moment I joined the team, I was probably the 10th person on the team, first intern ever. Um, and I was at my first venture backed quote unquote startup that you would read on TechCrunch. That's wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was a whirlwind. I mean, but it, it was, but, it felt, 
but it, but it felt it felt right. I mean, it felt right. Um, and like it was cool, right? I was going into the office, and it was really cool because it was in Atlanta. Um, and so it was one of those things where like when we were in that office, it was just like us against the world, right? It was like I'm working sure. on yik yak right and I, I get to see yep. the behind the scenes and i get to and again it was it i remember texting my mom saying like this is a, a culmination of like almost everything i've ever done right just kind of seeing this like how this operates um and it was cool because mm-hmm. i had the i had the big company experience from qualcomm which is like a you know massive thousands of employee experience sure, where sure. you know yik yak they didn't even have an intern program they didn't even know what to how to really onboard me for her to be an intern. And I was like, yo, you guys, are, this is trash. Like, and so the first meeting, you know, my manager is like, what do you want to do first? And luckily what I had, the ex- <laughs> and luckily I had the experience where I was like, Hey, I want to actually meet the whole team. And because I knew that I knew from my Qualcomm days, like, okay, who am I reporting to? But then who is that person reporting to? And how does this all work together? Right. I, I know about startups. I know about the app, but like, Who's the, who's the lead developer? Who's the product designer? Who does the bugs? Who, you know? And so we did that. And it was only like, you know, 10 people. Um, but I remember them being very impressed and them being like, who is this intern kid who just, you know, requested 25 minutes on my calendar? Why am I talking to you? Um, but it really, it really made two things happen. I think, A, uh, it, it let them know that I was serious about really making an impact in the company. Uh, but then B, it helped me understand just the lay of the land and just understand like when I have a creative marketing idea, how does that actually impact the whole company? Right. Um, And is that, is that going to inform a new product feature? Is that going to require this? Is that going to, you know, switch the messaging up where the PR team is trying to do? Um, Mm -hmm. So that was a, it was a really cool moment to be inside that startup. That's crazy. I think I think uh, I touched on this last about last podcast, and this this comes full circle with being kind of you know a- both Apple fanboys uh, from back in the day. Is you know Steve Jobs, stay hungry, stay foolish, and just uh, having not even considering that no is an answer, not even considering that that there is a gray. It's just it's all forward motion and putting it out there that you're going to do something and having the level of energy that you present, um, kind of putting that out in the universe, I think just in general speaks to your success and, and, uh, how, how we, uh, in general, just approach, you know, those that are moving forward to technology, how we approach and we see, um, how we see things moving and, you know, whether you want to call it visionary or just kind of ahead of the curve, it's, um, you know, just asking questions and, you know, staying hungry, staying foolish, I think is just so powerful to, to remember those words and, and know that even though you're, you know, you're just a guy, you're just an intern and you're calling in to talk to the lead engineers, the the lead developers on these projects, it just just speaks to to your character. And I, and I really, I really respect that about you because it's, you know, you, you don't, you don't approach scooter. Like you don't approach conversations and conflict with, Oh, there could be a no. It, it just, you've never done that. You, you've always say, this is, this is how, this is the, the relationship I want to build. And so I just ask for it. And nine times out of 10, they say, Oh, sure. This guy sounds like pretty legit. He sounds like a friendly guy and it just works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it, it's been cool. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think it's always easier when you're stepping back and like trying to assess it and like 
call it what it is, but like in the moment, you know, you're just, you're just really moving. Um, and to your point, you, you just kind of know what you want to do. Um, and you just kind of go keep asking for it and, and try to add value as much as possible. Right. I think, um, yep. that that's the key point there is, is like understanding that, Hey, like I'm just as valuable at the table, um, as the CTO, as the CEO, at, you know, I'm here, like I'm in the room, right. I'm, I'm on the right. payroll, I'm, I'm here, I have an email address, exactly. right? Um, and so if I, if they didn't want me here, then I probably wouldn't be here. So the fact that I'm now <laughs> here, um, how do I like add value in the way that I can best, right? Um, and, you know, like, be okay and confident in that. Um, I think when you, you know, it's, it's, and it, it I, I can say confidently too that probably when I was at Yik Yak, my confidence was even higher than it probably had been has been in the last like six months, right? Transitioning into 2020 after you actually have a startup and you're like even more on the front lines, right? But now, you know, coming out of that, you just kind of like shake it off and you rebuild. And so um, there's ebbs and flows, but you know that's that's a, a big yeah. big fundamental key. So, so Yik Yak was a, was a really cool app, uh, not to get too, too ingrained with the history and the functionality of it basically is kind of an open forum app where people can add feedback and vote up and down on, on stats. And, uh, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll leave links think, below some articles think, about think, think Reddit, platform. Reddit, but anonymous. It was definitely, it was basically Reddit okay. for just anonymous with no users. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good so, or bad. So you so that after several, uh, probably over, over a year or two, they, they hired several, uh, dozen, employees and then eventually they folded um and then and then you moved on to to your another uh kind of next your next venture uh stepping stone which which was in 2016 you want to talk about that yeah man um so you know at yik yak i thought like oh man i'm, I'm about to get hired right like i mm-hmm. started when there was only barely 20 people here you guys now have like almost 100 um I'm definitely going to get hired, right? I'm going to be the product marketing associate. I can't wait. <laughs> and so um, that didn't happen. They said, okay, we actually don't have a space for you. We kind of have space for you. It's it's on a contract basis. Um, so like, you know, we'll pay you like, it was some like crazy amount, like 40 bucks an hour, like something crazy like that. Um, and it's like, we'll pay you like 40, 50 bucks an hour. And, but it's only for three months. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, do this until, um, you know, I go out to San Francisco and find a real job, you know, and then I got a call, uh, from a, from a, you know, colleague, mentor, big brother, however you want to call it, uh, who had seen my work with water wars and was like, Hey, there's a startup they're starting in Atlanta. Um, they're about to go to San Francisco and go through this accelerator called Y Combinator. And they, um, they need someone to really fill the marketing lane. I think you can do it. And so on that phone call, I said, okay, look, man, I just signed this deal with uh, Yik Yak. Um, so I don't want to let them down. I don't want to go to work and quit tomorrow. Um, sure. Can I can I join you in a month? And he said, no. He said, you got to make a decision like now. Wow. And so I said, okay, look, if you can get it in writing, I will join. Um, until then, you know, it's kind of a soft no. But if you get it in writing, I'm in. <laughs> and so it took him a week and a half to get it in writing. I think I collected a paycheck or two from Yik Yak. And uh, next thing you know, I'm on a plane to San Francisco um, 
<laughs> um, you know, uh, about Dang. to go through Y Combinator, which, which for me, like I had, again, you know, I was in, at Yikak, right? I was studying startups. I knew I wanted to start a company and do startups, right? I mean, I had done YouTube and I had done this water project and I tasted what that success could look like. And so I thought Yikak was like, ooh, this is successful, right? $85 sure. million dollars in funding, tens of thousands of users. This is what success is. And then I, I also knew that like, you know, if you want to start a company, then you probably would want to go through like a really nice accelerator like Y Combinator. And so when I wasn't going to be able to really work at Yik Yak the way I probably wanted to, I saw Y Combinator as like the next best, like not even next best, but even an even better opportunity. It was like, oh, this is actually like yeah. better. You know, you're actually getting closer to what you want to do, right? You actually yeah, so, don't. So you Y know, Combinator is based out of San Francisco and they're kind of an incubation for startups. Yeah. So you spend uh, three months in San Francisco. Um, you know, Y Combinator is actually really good. It's like, you know, kind of the Harvard of accelerators. Uh, some people will call it. Um, but, you know, they were the first investors in Airbnb and Dropbox. Um, mm-hmm. I think Box okay. as well. And so wow. when you think about, so basically what happens is they accept, you know, a hundred companies every batch and they say, okay, we're going to give you a hundred grand. We're going to invest in your company. Here's a hundred grand. We're going to take, you know, a small percentage of your company, but then you're also going to like mm-hmm. work with us for the next three months. And we have some of the best mentors. We're going to bring in speakers. You have a sure. massive network of other people who went through Y Combinator. So if you have a business that you're trying to pitch to Airbnb, yo, here are the founders' emails. Go talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. open to talking to you know other Y Combinator founders, and so it's this you know network support system and just like incubator or accelerator. Sorry, that says um, you know hey, we want to accelerate the growth. We think we have a good idea. We, you think you have a good something uh, with these resources, this capital, this network. We can go take this from you know you're maybe doing barely ten thousand dollars a month to doing you know. Uh, half a million a year, right? And 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 revenue. Uh, let's go do that sure. in like three so they, or four they months. They kind of provide resources, connections, and, and just kind of the the fuel to the fire to get this thing rolling down the tracks. And then you kind of kind of take it from there. For sure, for sure. And and I'll make sure we we add this in the at the end in the show notes. But uh, they've got a lot of information online about the advice they offer and the resources, and it's 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 amazing. Um, going going through the program for sure awesome so so if anybody's looking to to enter the startup space that's that's definitely kind of a go-to resource you'd say yeah for sure right i mean you know um i think there's a lot of ways to launch a company um and so you know a couple of the models you see are accelerators and then you also have like incubators right and so Mm -hmm. an accelerator is more like again accelerating growth they're usually you know three maybe four months uh, you get some cash in exchange for equity in your company and you get access to resources, mentors, and they help you as you and your team scale the company, right? This is probably in the super early days. You probably have a product. You maybe have a customer, probably not. Um, and you're real just trying to figure out what works still. Um, and then there's also like incubators which say, okay, hey, this incubator is a little bit longer you know, we're going to actually, you don't really need a team. Like we have a team of designers and developers. We're going to help you build this company with you together. Um, you're probably going to give up a little bit more equity in the company. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be a little bit less of a, uh, more of a partnership uh, and you're more tied to them. Whereas the accelerator, you kind of like leave after you're done and you go back into the okay. world. Um, but yeah. Awesome. 
thanks for describing the difference of those. I, I, I think that brings a lot of clarity to, to how people should think through their startup and, and which path yeah. they should take. Yeah. Um, so, so on this, on this startup train, um, something that, that I'm so interested in is the whole culture around startup, because typically just if you're, if you're a technologist or a hobbyist, you, you think of startup, you might have a negative or a po- positive, uh, inkling or feeling, uh, kind of about how you, you deem startups. Uh, I would love to, because you've just been so involved with them and you've done, you know, two or three startups at this point. Uh, what, what is kind of, what is the culture of startups in 2019 and 2020? Uh, if you maybe dive into some tips and tricks and, uh, some of the things to kind of look out for when, when getting a startup and then for those looking to, maybe they have an idea that they're just itching to, to, to boost and, and get out there. How do you get started with all this? Yeah, no, I mean, startups are, is the buzzword uh, of like probably the decade, like <laughs> the last two, de- the, the, this decade coming up in the last one, right? Um, I think, you know, one of the misconceptions, and I think I, you just had to learn this, right, is, you know, really like company building is what you're doing, right? You're building a company uh, at the end of the day, you're building, you know, you're, you're putting out a product, uh, service, you're, you're trying to go sell it for money. You're trying to go, you know, make, you know, some kind of margin on it, you know, make some kind of money on it. um, And it's going to be a company. Um, And so I think, you know, movies and the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world and the media have kind of like fantasized this like startup culture where it's like, oh, yeah, we have a startup, which is very true. Right. You're starting it up. Um, but those days are ugly. Those days are really ugly, and like they're not as glorious and um, as as it as it seems, right? Until you know it becomes a, a full fledged company with enough revenue that you know the company stays you know in business for years, and you have a run rate, and like you know the the goal is to really you know create you know this like enterprise value and like meaningful company, meaningful revenue, meaningful customers, a meaningful product. Like that's what you're doing, right? That's the, sure. that's the, you know, 30 year, 40 year vision. Now on day one, yes, it is a startup and we've got to be scrappy and we can wear pajamas and we can, you know, uh, you know, work out of our buddy's garage. Yes. Um, and so I think that's like the first, like just, just a mindset shift, right? Around what are we actually doing? Uh, because what, you know, what I like to say is like, you know, these things can take a long time, but then it can also happen very quickly where, okay, great. We have an idea. It's kind of working. And then, oh, wait, you know, like, you know, imagine how many people right now, right. Who had this like idea around virtual hangouts or virtual this or virtual that. And it was probably never really working. No one was using it. And then all of last week, everyone is now trapped in their homes, quarantined right. from coronavirus, right. yeah. and everyone's like, I need something virtual to host my clients or my this or my conference my, or my yeah, students. My conference, oh my gosh. And now you're, yeah. you know, and now your, your, um, your product is like, you have, you know, a wait list of customers, right? And this just changed like overnight. And so um, I think, you know, it's important to, um, to just have that mindset that like, yes, we're having fun. Yes. It's, you know, maybe a little bit more relaxed than a corporate job, quote unquote, but you know, in the end I'm here to go, you know, create economic value for myself, you know, hopefully for my employees and my team. Uh, if you plan on taking investors, you, you then have a legit, you know, fiduciary responsibility to, you know, create value for them. it's like by law. Right. So, I mean, like, it's just a thing to think about um, and not saying it takes the fun out of it, but I, you know, um, that's something to think about. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I would say <laughs> something about startups that I think are so uh, fascinating is it's, it all comes down to market value. And a lot of the startups that are out there right now and have been in the past uh, decade, a lot of those guys are so far ahead of the curve as far as the audience that it's a brilliant idea. And it all, it's all comes down to timing, right? Timing is everything. So they, they could literally have one of the best ideas. I mean, you think of someone that might've come up with a virtual conference 10 or 15 years ago, people looked at him like, man, yes, that, that's the weirdest idea. Like no one's going to buy that. If, you know, if you would have carried that, that concept through and continue to, to refine it and build an audience. I mean, here we are going through this craziness of COVID-19 and everybody can't get enough of, of, you know, virtual software and trying to figure out how to stay at home to spread this, to spread this disease or toilet um, paper. Yeah, or to, yeah, whatever it is, you can yeah, exactly uh, to to get you through the week. Um, so I think I think uh, you know people have so many great ideas, have so many great app ideas, and something to keep in mind whenever you're looking to to do a startup is to think uh, is is the world ready for it? And um, you know if you go back and look at uh, you know as an insp- inspirational film, the the social network. Um, you know, back in 2010, those guys literally did it out of their dorm room. They were hustling, just trying to figure out several ideas that failed or got shut down. And eventually, you know, it, he kind of, he, he figured out a solution. He figured out uh, what worked. And if that was an exclusive network of people, and then it got it caught on to college students at the time because all college students were getting laptops. And again, that's time, time of, uh, a sign of the times with timing mm-hmm. is everything with people getting laptops instead of having to go to the library to check on, get on the internet. And so there was this huge wave of everybody getting laptops and, and, you know, to have something that connects everybody on a college campus was just a, it would have been a crazy idea if he would have done it eight years before. Um, and so, and now it's a multi-trillion dollar company. And so it's, uh, it's fascinating to me that it's not necessarily about the idea or the network. It's, it's kind of all of these stars have to align for a lot of these startups to, to, be these these massive companies yeah no i mean you're you're hitting around the money um at an investor uh, one of my first first investors in the last venture would always say we just you know kind of got to be out in the ocean right and catch the wave mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's That's like yeah you want you you want to go surf well you know, we can't surf if you're sitting on the beach and you're scared to go out there. So that's number one. So we got to go out there. We got to build. We got to go put a product yeah. out to the market. We got to go test it. But then also, let's not be rigid. Let's be fluid enough to like stay out there. And so we know we're going to wipe out, but we got to paddle back out there. Sometimes, you know, we might just be sitting out there waiting. Right. But then, boom, you know, a mar- to your point, a market thing changes. Right. Apple comes out with a new feature that allows something different or boom, there's a national pandemic that changes the way the society has to live or boom, there's like an event that happens that changes the landscape of this. Right. Or, you know, sure. you just never really sure. know. But like we need to be out in the ocean. Right. Because the ones that are out in the ocean actually catch the wave. And so we're ride two- the waves and then throw in <laughs> the sharks. You know, it's yeah, and if we're just too scared to like to be out there, then we're we're never gonna hit it. Um, you know, we're never gonna hit it. That's a that's a beautiful analogy for exactly what you know what startups have to go through because it's a it's a rocky terrain. 
Yeah, no, it's it's it, you know, it's it's uh, it, it sucks, right? It's easier said than done. It sucks to pivot your company, right? I imagine there are many startups right now that are probably unfortunately laying off their you know their 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 team right now. You know, I mean, these things uh, are not fun, um, but they are you know part of being out there um, in the ocean, um, and you have to you know be ready and you know ready to to like face those moments. Um, and it's not saying that. It's always you that has to do that, right? That's why you have a team and you maybe have someone that helps you do these things. But, um, you know, it's not all uh, peaches and lollipops and rainbows. Um, there, there are ugly yeah, moments, but, but yeah, and leprechauns. But, um, but, it, but it is, you know, it is rewarding for sure. Awesome. So can you give us maybe some just quick bulleted uh, items? And I know we're going to have show notes and stuff that will elaborate a lot of these as well as resource and links that people can dive into to, to gather more insight and knowledge into this subject. But can you give us a little bit of bulleted links on kind of how, how to get started? What are, what are some things that we need to know to get started in the startup space? And, and what are the first steps? You know, kind of what I know we have ideas, right? So you got to have an idea. Yeah. So, you know, having an idea is definitely um is definitely one thing, right? Um, it's, and so, you know, again, um, a lot of it is, is testing and iterating fast. Um, so when you think about startups, it's, it's, you know, how do we go fast, right? And not every company uh, needs to move as fast as a technology startup. Uh, so I'm really right. going off of, you know, my experience with technology startups. Um, but, um, you know, like not everything has to move as fast as like a technology startup, but, you know, you want to move fast, right? You don't want to spend time on something that's just not going to work uh, because these things are hard. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of resources, a lot of money, a lot of late nights. And so if we're working on something that's not about to be a big thing, then like, why are we working on it that hard? Like, let's just go, let's right. keep thinking through uh, ideas. But um, to your point, first is the idea, right? Um, you know, I think finding the customer, who is the person that's going to use uh, or, or user, you know, the product, right? Um, what's the product and who would use it? And then let's go test and see if that's actually true. Right. Um, and so, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there that probably will tell you to do it in like a lean startup way, um, with like building an MVP. Um, and again, that's just iterating. So it's not saying, Hey, let's go to garage and let's go build the perfect website sure. and the perfect app and then give it to our customer. It's saying, Hey, let's go build like the bare bones minimum. For them to actually use it okay cool that's that's three screens a couple buttons just and enough just enough, just enough. Get some tech behind it to do some market research yeah for them to say like cool i'm in and then from there um you know let's keep building on that um i, I think another way even zooming out of the weeds a little bit i think people should you know convince themselves <laughs> first uh that they can do this um, and then after they convince themselves, go convince a team to kind of go probably be around them and help them do this. Okay. Um, okay. Then after that, you kind of go convince your users to either use your product or give you money for the product. Um, and then you go try to convince investors um, that they should invest in you. So yourself, uh, your team, uh, your users, um, you know, and you can probably flip those, maybe, you know, your users and your team, uh, but then investors like last. Uh, I think so many people are trying to convince, you know, um, investors before they've even really convinced themselves that they are in this for the long haul to go start a company. Or you find people who just have those that order flipped um, sure. where, you know, they, they, they're trying to go convince mainly as investors. But, you know, like, again, like convince yourself and say, OK, hey, like I, I believe like this should happen. This should work. 
okay, I don't know how to go build the company, or maybe I know how to go build it. I don't know how to go market it. Let me go convince someone to come on my team and be my salesperson or be my business development lead or go be my CTO. Okay, cool. Now that I got my squad, let's go build the product. And then once we go build the product, let's go put it in the hands of the right people who need to use it. Okay, let's go listen to them. Let's go convince them that we know what we're doing and that we can go build what they want. Okay, once we did that, okay, let's look. Is it working? Cool, it's working. There's traction. They're paying me. Okay, let me go convince an investor that like I'm able to make, you know, uh, $40,000 a quarter right now. But if they were to, you know, if we were to work together and get some investment, we could blow this out to $100,000 a quarter. Right? Like, you know, like, like, let's, that's kind of the, the, the strategic high level mindset. I mean, there's a lot of things in the weeds, but I think that's a a good start (laughs) framework. Yeah. So what, I know there's a few other uh, things that, that we want to touch on as far as startup culture goes, uh, you know, as well as like assistance for women and minorities in this space. But uh, one of the things that I'm so fascinated about is how do you, like, after you get the idea, you build the product team, you, you kind of, you do market strategy, you have this kind of MVP and you're looking for funding. I mean, what, what kind of guts does it take to get, step into a room with a PowerPoint, your team and ask for a million dollars? Just as easy to ask for a million as it is to ask for 10,000. Right. One of the big things you have to understand is really the economics of the game you're playing. Right. When you're talking to uh, an investor um, that has invested in high growth tech companies. Right. They're really incentivized to go find the big return. Right. The Airbnb, the Uber, the Dropbox. Right. What it's going to go be what's going to be go worth a billion dollars and what's going to 10x my money. What's going to like, you know, what's going to really like even better than 10x. Right. Like if I give you you know, $20 million, I'm going to get, what kind of return am I going to get from that? Mm-hmm. Right. And so to a point to where it's like, I actually can't, I can't spend time on anything that's actually not going to yield that kind of return. Right. So like, if you really understand venture capitalists, man, they see thousands of deals a year, thousands, like literally a year, like coming across their emails, coming across their tables, they're going to do hundreds of pitches and they're probably going to only invest in like seven or eight companies a year. Right. So they're saying no way more than they're saying yes. And they're betting on like seven or eight. And of those seven or eight, maybe, you know, four or five don't pan out, you know, maybe, maybe four or five don't pan out. You know, one is going to kind of get them their money back at even. And then one hopefully will be a big success years later down the road. Right. And so that's the mindset of someone that is that's even stroking a million dollar check right um and so you've got to go in there going like hey not only do you know i have the idea and the product but i also have the team that's committed to get you that big return right that's that's what we're playing we're here for the Mm -hmm. long haul to go catch that big wave right we're not here to go do something that is going to be small um and so i think you know people kind of underestimate that but it's like people don't want to if I would have said back in the day, yo, I want to just throw a water balloon fight on campus. Okay, cool. Let's throw a water balloon fight. But it was like, no, you want to go throw the world's largest water balloon fight? Are you right, crazy? Right, right. Yeah, Let's you kind of are. You kind of are crazy, right. but I want to help you. I want to help you actually do that. I want to actually, <laughs> I want to send you 300,000 balloons for free. This lady sent me 300,000 water balloons for free, right? Just um, because you asked. Yeah, but it also the, the idea was big enough to where I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm down, you know. So, um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I can go deeper. We can have a whole other podcast on on going big, but yeah, let's, let's do it. Upcoming <laughs> next episode, yeah, yeah. part two, <laughs> volume two. 
So, 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 uh, before we jump into to marketing trends of, of 2020 and, and, uh, some maybe insight and, and tips to, to helping our listeners, what, uh, what are some, some assistance and programs that women and minorities can, can capitalize in this space? Yeah, no, um, that's, that's a very important question. I'm glad you actually brought that up, uh, to be honest. Uh, I think, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, I think, you know, we just, people get overlooked, right. And, you know, I think it's, it's down to as simple as, hey, I'm right-handed and uh, we made this whole thing great for right-handers, right? <laughs> There's going to be right. a lot of left-handed yep. people who are like, what the hell? Like, why is this, this is uncomfortable for me, right? I'm, I'm left-handed. Left out. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I please, <laughs> you know? And so there's uh, lots of subsets of people. Uh, and I think it extends past race. I think, it, you know, it goes into gender. I think there's obviously people with, mm. you know, uh, chronic disabilities that just kind of get overlooked. Sure. Um, and so there, there are a lot of great, great spaces. I think one that's interesting, if you have a company um, and, you know, to your point, women and minority led, there's a new fund out there, uh, Collab Capital. Um, they're out of Atlanta and um, we'll put them in the show notes. And um, sure. they're really focused on giving tools to people who just, you know, probably historically don't have the access to this information, don't come from a background where there are, you know, their parents are business owners or they went to school with kids who, you know, went to college. And so, you know, there's just uh, a lot of resources out there. Yeah. A ton of opportunities. You just got to ask, put yourself out there. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Man, I think that's super insightful. Uh, you know, I hope that you pause to take a, take a breath because I, my, my brain is just full of startup knowledge now. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, you know, it gets me excited about just thinking about, you know, ideas that I have floating around for, for startups and uh, just being able to just hear someone talk about it. I think it just brings so much value and uh, your level of confidence about how you approach things. I think just uh, drives people to, to make those decisions that they step out of their comfort zone that, that maybe before this podcast, they, they didn't have the confidence or the, the know-how or just the umph to kind of put the, push them to that next level to say, yeah, yeah, this is something I need to believe in and, and to take the proper steps and, and to follow resources in the show notes to do so. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm just so excited to see, to see, um, to have you back on the podcast again. And, um, and something that, is, is so fascinating to me is, is marketing trends and they are constantly changing. And uh, yeah. I would love to, to get your insight onto, you know, what you saw back in 2019 and what to expect in 2020 that we can kind of get ahead of the curve on. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, to Eli's point, right. Um, kind of a marketer by trade, right. And that's like probably what I'm most excited about, uh, is, is marketing when it comes down to it. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I think we're seeing a lot of different changes in marketing. I, I kind of joked with him earlier that um, everything that I think I was probably going to say is probably out the window now that you think about this kind of new, um, you know, uh, new world that we're about to be living in post uh, coronavirus. But uh, a lot, of, a lot of things are, are happening. I think you know, if you're from a marketing standpoint, if you are building something digitally, um, you know, you really want to start building a community around your product, right? Okay. And this can happen. Uh, this can happen, you know, if, not just social media type companies, but if you're doing like, you know, software B2B type of type of work, right? Um, sure. I think most brands are able to build a community. And what I mean by community is being able to create uh, a, a safe space for people to, to communicate and talk and share values. 
uh, right? Sure. Like really, like a really real deal community, right? Um, you know, it's like, oh, I, I'm safe in my community. I'm there's people that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that we get along and we think together and we, we ideate together. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, and this is happening across the internet, right? Whether it be in Reddit forums, on Twitter, on Instagram, on mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah. there are so One many different awesome clients. One of our awesome clients that I just I love bragging about is is yeah. their their Ryan and Rose. And what they do is it's it's a very simple business. They build extremely cute and adorable pacifiers and and uh, little tags and things for the babies. And literally, this lady built this thing out of her house. She has devoted zero dollars to ads or retargeting campaigns. And she's been solely dependent on Instagram Instagram stories to spread her message and spread her brand. Uh, she's recently launched in Target, uh, going to go uh, global with the Target brand, and she has over a million Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah, no, I and mean, and that it just shows that community is so rich. Yep, yep, and that's you know, again, that's a social kind of like more consumer focus. So she probably sees a lot more chatter, but I think you're going to start seeing a lot of people try to get to community, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and the idea is just how do I really get to the real user that's going to use it, that's going to evangelize my product, that's going to share it, um, that's going to help me, you know, ideate on top of it. Um, Mm -hmm. That is going to, that's strong and that's going to stay with you, right? Um, So during these like tough times, right? So imagine, you know, there's probably a lot of places that are like, damn, where do we go from here, right? We just have to shut down business. Everyone's at home for two weeks, right? But when you start to have that like online community, they're like, hey, we're still rocking with you when you come back. You know, we're still going to, you know, we're still going to be here in full force with you rather than having to go spend marketing dollars. Um, I think you're also going to start seeing uh, social media platforms shift to like more creator first. Um, And so what I mean by that is, you know, you can probably think about, you know, your spouse or your auntie or your friend uh, who has a corporate job, but now is starting to make some side money doing stuff on the Internet. They're a blogger, they're a YouTuber. Uh, they do reviews, they, you know, do cooking tutorials, right? Um, they kind of have their passion that they have and like what's going to start happening. Yeah. The internet is going to start rewarding you for that passion. So if you think about it, the internet was, you know, it started rewarding you for your time at first, right? Hey, uh, your time and your extra, your extra time and your extra space, right? I've got extra room in my car and I have extra time. So I'm going to pick you up with Uber. I've got an extra bedroom. Uh, I'm going to let you stay at my house with Airbnb. And so there are a lot of these platforms that like really rewarded you for having just extra time and extra space and extra stuff, right? And we could like share it with other people. Now you're going to start seeing the internet reward people for their passion. So, oh, you know how to cook well. You know how to style people well. You know how to do graphic design well. You know how to... Uh, travel the world on a budget really well, right? Okay, I want to learn from you. So like the internet's going to help you earn passive income uh, off of providing and sharing that knowledge that you're passionate about. Um, And so you're seeing it already uh, with platforms like Patreon, of course. Um, I think, you know, TikTok is another example again of, you know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be creating something, you know, creating it with the creator in mind, with that passionate person in mind first. So like Facebook, for example, sure. didn't really create the business model uh, or even Instagram wasn't really created so that 
you know, someone could really make money. It was just, hey, post your photos and then we're going to figure out how to make money on this, but like not the person who's making the photos. So now it's awkward to put the link in the bio. I need to swipe up. It's awkward to make money on Facebook, on YouTube because it's just, or not YouTube, but on, uh, on Instagram because it just wasn't built for me to like do that. And I think you're going to start seeing people who win, they're going to start building their platforms with the end creator in mind. So, you know, an example is like if I'm building something for uh, wardrobe stylists, right, um, to make money off of their knowledge of how to put together good outfits, and that's going to be an app or a website, I'm going to build features and make it really easy for the stylist to take payments via PayPal or Apple Pay or whatever mm-hmm. method or you know cryptocurrency. I'm going to make it really easy for them to organize their clients and email them and, 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 you know, own their email addresses. Uh, I'm going to make it really easy for, you know, people to download that stylist's tips and share it across the web. Right. If you think about TikTok, what's interesting about that platform is I can download someone's TikTok and then I can put it on my Twitter. So now it goes even more viral. But when you look at that, it has the creator's like TikTok username in the corner. Right. And so again, just small things that like keep the creator, first in mind, you're going to start seeing that. So if you're out there building for social consumer marketing, that's, I think, a, a big key. Sure. So so if I if I did a Google search, am I going to see some some scooter TikToks out there? No, man, no, no TikToks yet. Um, but it's, it's a pretty, pheno- it's a pretty <laughs> phenomenal, <soon>. phenomenal platform. <laughs> uh, the creativity is, is rich. I mean, it's funny. I remember when Vine came out and um, mm-hmm. I remember people were like, yo, what is this Vine thing? And you know, like all these young kids are on Vine. And, and then now I feel that way. I'm like, yo, what are these young kids on TikTok? Like, what the heck? Um, so it's 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 a little scary to think that I might be like, you know, not too old for TikTok, but I'm, I'm definitely wasn't the first on the wave. Um, sure. And I just can, I can only imagine what, you know, next March when we're sitting here talking, what's going to be out next. And it's like, yeah, I've never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- right? I think people that are in a space and they start to get comfortable with a certain platform, they are, I wouldn't say threatened or, or vulnerable to it, but they feel like, oh, I'm I'm not going to do that. That's kind of like, I like Facebook. I like Instagram. I'm, I'm familiar with that. I think it's a, not necessarily a tendency of us getting older and the new generation coming up with these new apps and stuff. But I just think that people don't like to change and uh, teenagers and stuff, they'll jump social media network to network every year. And we saw that with, you know, we saw that with, uh, you know, uh, influencers and teenagers getting on Instagram and now they're, now they're off Instagram. Then they went to mm-hmm. musically and then musically got bought out and now it's TikTok. And then, uh, you know, all the, the younger folks got off Facebook because they said Facebook is for older folks. It's, you know, so right. you start to see these little, these niches pop up and these communities based on demographic, uh, and, you know, looking to build a brand, you got to obviously look at what's the demographic on that platform. And is this something that I can pitch to versus, uh, and I, I know we mentioned this last podcast, but instead of, oh, I'm going to go off and build a random website and hopefully people find me. Yeah, no, for sure. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's the beautiful part, too, of like, you know, if you can also think about the, the opposite of that. Right. Is, you know, we're also getting older. Right. And so how is life going to look when we are 70, 80, 90? Right. What platforms are we going to be using? Uh, to track our medicine, to keep up with our grandkids and great grandkids, to, you know, beat right. Alzheimer's or whatever diseases we're, we're having. Right. And so sure. uh, how do you start building for that as well? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like you're, you're totally right. The landscape's always changing. And I think but but there's like a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. in that. Right. I think, you well, know, again, by the time that 
comes around, I just want to have my VR headset on. I want to Netflix and chill all day, you know, consume yeah. my uh, love at first sight episodes yep. and, and just hang out and, and, and pop my meds, you know? Yeah. Look, that's a, that's a simple life, man. Simple, simple, simple life. It'll get there, man. I, I, it's, it's going to get there at some point. Yeah. Oh. Well, Scooter, uh, I'm so appreciative of you coming on. I want to I want to wrap this episode up with some rapid fire questions, and it sounds like you know there's there's much more to dive into, and we'd love to have you on for a future episode. Um, so let's let's get into it. Are you ready for some rapid fire? Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do All it. All right. What is your favorite uh, social platform and why? Ooh, uh, Twitter, uh, hands down. Um, Twitter, hands down. The conversation on there is comical, informative. Um, I get my news from Twitter. Um, I, I think it's it's Good. it's such a powerful platform. So Twitter, hands sure. down, all day. No, no IGTV. No, no, no. Twitter is just easy to use. It's just like it it's is. just. It's yeah. quick. It's just like, it's just good. Every time I, I, I might pay for Twitter. Like, I, like if Twitter came out and said like seven ninety nine pro option, I might have to like, <laughs> you know, cut out my Netflix and like switch it to, yeah, to yeah, Twitter yeah. pro. <laughs> awesome. He's hooked. So, so what is the best way to start networking? Uh, the best way to start networking. I, I mean, you know, there are people out there that are doing what you want to do and are talking about what you want, right? Um, you're not the only person that wants to go start a company or that wants to go work on something in this space. Um, and so I would say the first thing is really go connect with those types of people, right? If we wanted to go to the NBA, we would go to a million sports camps and go be around people and travel around. And so I think that's part of it. And, you know, beautiful thing now, a lot of it's digital. So, you know, go find, again, Twitter chats or Reddit chats or forums or, you know, is there a technology group that meets every month at a local brewery in your hometown? I'm pretty sure there is, right? Um, who has started a company that's done well? Who is also from your hometown? I mean, like, these are great places to kind of go start and go just reach out and say, hey, you know, my name is blah, blah, blah. I'm currently building this. Um, and, you know, and like network properly. So don't just say, I want to pick your brain. Uh, that's probably the, you know, top worst thing you could say, but be, you know, specific, like, Hey, you know, I, I think I'm thinking about building this product. Um, I'm having a hard time around X topic, right? Um, can we talk for 30 minutes this week, uh, to talk more about it? Um, if not, you know, Hey, who else do you know that could help me? I think what's even better is just ask the question in the email. I think, I think in your, to your point, you know, Eli and Kenny about, you know, being out in the ocean, so many people spend their time, like just waxing their surfboard and like dreaming about being out there when it's like, yo, just stop trying to like go get lunch with it. Like ask them like, Hey, I have a problem with X. Can you help me do boom, boom, boom. Here are the three yeah. things I need help with. Right. And then they might say, yeah. Oh wow, here's a book I read. You should go meet this person and watch this Ted talk. Right? You know, just go ahead and just ask, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of like right. people, it doesn't have to be perfect or just more so like you don't have to um, like, I like to call it like my, again, another uh, gem from one of my investors, but uh, you know, let's get a home run one base at a time. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I know okay. what we want. I know what we want to do home run, but like one base at a time. And so I need to go ask sure. that question. I need to go meet that person. I need to go do this and do that. And like, just, just go attack. Um, so yeah, long answer. Yeah, for I, I, love, I love that. Um, that follow up you said, which if someone says, you know, a, a no is not necessarily a no to you. Maybe they just don't have time right now to, to 
to talk or, or invest time right now, or maybe they're just busy or, or in a different headspace, but to say, okay, maybe you don't have time, but is can you connect me with somebody else? Do you, who else can I talk to about this? And, you know, they're going to have wisdom and knowledge and connections in the space. And so instead of just taking a no for a no, kind of rolling off of that, letting that, that no roll off you and, and say, okay, well, how else can I turn this into a further networking possibility? And that, that um that sense of hunger i think comes across and is addicting and people are like oh wow that that kid's got that kid's got heart that kid's got grind yeah. and um totally. you know you know that they'll probably reconsider and possibly even reach out back to you if you just shoot them an email so i, I love that um so you mentioned you know they might advertise uh, or or mention a book or recommend a book what is one book that has changed your life mm, uh there's this book called crucial conversations um okay Really good book. Uh, I used to shy away from conflict. Um, so when you're, you know, running a startup, we have to make decisions every day, right? Down from like, what color should the logo be to, you know, product decisions to are we gonna reach out to investors for money? Like, you got to make clear, concise. You have to make clear decisions every day in a startup, and you have to make, you know, you want to make the right ones, and sometimes you're not gonna make the right ones, but. The, the big thing is making a clear decision. Um, I think where shit goes wrong is when it's just like indecision and you kind of wait a week to make a decision uh, because it's just mm-hmm. not pretty, right? And, and it, I think this book also extends past being in a startup, but also like if you have a wife or a husband or you have a child, right? You, you kind of understand like, okay, we got to make decisions here. We can't sit in this angst or this weird funk of us uh, not, you know, making decisions and having difficult conversations that lead to these decisions, right? Um, and so that was uh, a big book for me that um, it's called Crucial Conversations. It just gave me a lot of like cool phrases and tools and, and just you know, how to think about, oh, shit, I got to go tell Kenny that, like, this idea is not going to work, you know, and I know he loves it. And, I know, <laughs> yeah. and so, like, how do I go approach that situation when I know that it's, like, maybe emotional for him or, you know, like, he's been thinking about this since the beginning and now we got to cut it. Like, you know, like, I, right. how do I let him know this, you know? Um, and so it's super important for anyone that I think wants to be in startups because, like, you know, it's just like you have to have those conversations uh, and you got to have them daily, quickly, and they got to be clear. And so that book is, is one that it changed my life. I went from like not being confident about having difficult conversations to like the next day, like I'm ready. What's up? Let's let's argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a tendency to uh, kind of shy away from, you know, confrontation. So I'm totally going to check that out and that'll be in the show notes. Yeah, no, please, please check it out. Like, we, can, we can definitely talk right about on. it too. I'd love to talk talk through it with you. Cool. Well, I do have a few uh, rapid fire questions for you too, Scooter. So okay. my first one, what's your best piece of like marketing advice for somebody who's just starting to get into it or wants to get into marketing? Ooh, best piece of marketing advice. Um, you know, I think some of it is like, you know, go study some of the brands you admire, right? Uh, marketing is everywhere. Everyone's marketing. Uh, some of the best companies do it subtly. Uh, they do it repeatedly. Um, and so, you know, go look at some of those brands and, and, you know, really think deeply of why you use those brands or why you lean towards picking that up. Um, and just, you know, then tie it back to like a, a strategy, a uh, marketing kind of like strategy. You can find those on the web, you know, like whether it be Apple or, you know, McDonald's or whatever you're, you're eating uh, or using. Uh, I think another thing, 
two is study people, right? Marketing is really at the fun- fundamentally about people. Um, and so you're not doing anything new that hasn't been done before. Uh, I think what's interesting, right, is like, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for the, you know, March on Washington, like, you know, thousands of people, like, you know, so many people showed up to hear him have his take, say the uh, I have a dream speech, which is phenomenal, right? He had that happen without any Twitter, without any Facebook, without any, you know, any of that stuff, right? Um, right. So how did he, how did he get tens of thousands of people to show up and travel, right? Not by plane, but by bus and by car and, and, and without cell phones, right? Um, and, you know, you could have all these tools and resources and technology and you could barely have, 40 people show up to your, you know, your event, right? Or you could barely sell sell three t-shirts in a week, right? And this man had. And so like, what was that? And I think it really was at the essence was just understanding people and humans and how do you unite people around an idea and then move them. Um, So study, you know, study psychology, study sociology, um, human behavior. You know, there's a lot of things that are directly tied to marketing um, in that. Awesome, man. Really good advice. Speaking of advice, have you received any great tips or what was your best piece of advice from like an investor or a VC? Ooh, man. Um, So, so many. And I I think I appreciate them now that I'm not in the company. When I was in the company, I was like, I didn't want to hear any of this. Uh, (laughs) Like, stop, stop telling me this stuff. Um, You know, I, I think one of the biggest things someone told me was, um, you know, again, same investor who kind of told me a lot of this stuff. Um, as you can see, I spent a lot of time with him. Um, he said, you know, people can handle bad news if you give them enough time uh, to, to process it. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes in startups, um, and I think it goes back to crucial conversations and just like, just all around communication, right? Like you are trying to build this company. You're trying to build this thing with team, employees, investors, your, your wife or your husband are, is supporting you, your family supporting you, your friends are using your product. And so just all around communication about expectations, about what's working, what's not working um, is really important. And so, you know, when things don't go wrong, like, you know, try to go alert the necessary people right away. Um, and, you know, don't make it sound like it's a fire and like we need to like put everything down. But like, you know, how do you have constant, clear communication? Is that weekly updates with your investors or monthly updates where every month you say, here's how much cash I have in the bank. Here's what we're doing. Here's how many customers I have. Next month, you say the same thing. Next month, you say the same thing. So by month four, when you say, oh, uh, three of my customers pulled out because of coronavirus and I don't have enough money to pay my employees past uh, April, right? That investor now has enough updates to see uh, what was going right and what was going wrong, right? Instead of just emailing them out of the blue going, hey, uh, remember me? Yeah, I'm out of money now. They're like, what the heck? What happened? Like, how, how did <laughs> right. this happen? Like, how did you let this get to this level? Um, and so, so yeah, so people can handle bad news if you just give them enough time to, to kind of like mm-hmm. process it and deal with it and, and try to figure it out. Um, and there's so many more gems, but that was that was one uh, that I think I'll share. Right on. Well, one last one last one that that I'm interested to to you know, hear about since you're such a tech head is what is your first impressions of the Cybertruck? Um, first impressions of the Cybertruck was uh, do I have a hundred dollars <laughs> in my bank account to oh, uh, he sold to, to reserve uh, <laughs> reserve my spot. Um, no, I mean, again, you know, yeah, no, it was great, man. Um, I, I think, 
I think they're doing some real cool innovation. It's a little, it's a little weird looking. Uh, does it have, you know, side mirrors? I don't know, but, um, <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, it was legit. And I think, it, you know, kind of inspiring too. Again, that, you know, sitting in like an entrepreneur lane, right. That, that is kind of inspiring that this guy keeps making hits, you know, um, you know, he, he, yeah, he treats, right. he treats, uh, he treats, uh, in the words of Jay-Z, right? He treats every song like his first song, right? Um, and he's not afraid to, like, fail and mess up, but, like, he, he he keeps putting care and attention and he, like, just keeps producing, too, right? He's not, like, resting on his, like, past wins. And I think that's just, like, mad inspiring. And it's like, yeah, I want to create something like that. Um, yeah, and have constantly a team, innovating. And have a, have a team right. like that and have confidence like that. Um mm. So, I, you know, that's it's more to me than uh, which, again, I think, you know, Eli and I saw that with Steve when he was coming out with like a new Apple product every June. It was like, damn, the iPhone 3GS and now the 4 and now FaceTime and now the iPad. And now it was just so yeah. much stuff. Yeah. And it was like, OK, great. Like, let's keep let's keep that pace, too. So, um, yeah, will I get crazy. one? I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can always dream, right? Yeah. Um, so Scooter, thank you so much for coming on this episode. This has been a whirlwind uh, of a podcast, and I, I've uh, gotten so much out of it just listening to you and your story. And I haven't even checked out the links in, in the show notes yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to just to uh, hear those resources and 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 have you on for another episode. And uh, for those listening, uh, obviously you've made it this far, so you need to go ahead and subscribe. That's the first thing. And if you have an episode that you would like for us to cover, or if you would, if you're a tech head like us, you have a passionate uh, subject you want us to, uh, you want to talk to us about, then email us at podcast at plaidpixel.io and, or you can hit us up on Twitter. It's underscore plaidpixel. So Scooter, where can they find you online? Yeah, man. Uh, very active on both, you know, Twitter and Instagram. Um, so, you know, Scooter Taylor um, is probably the, you know, those things. Uh, I've got a website, uh, ScooterTaylor.com. And then my email is just Scooter at ScooterTaylor.com. Um, and, you know, I'll say this and, I, you know, whoever probably takes the advice is going to be the winner. But, um, you know, it's really important, again, to just like go out into the ocean and start. And some of that first starting points is just dropping the first email. And so I think there, you know, are a lot of people that people want to go talk to and go, you know, how do I go slide in that person's DMs? Or like, how do I, you'd be surprised sure. how many investors, how many people, you know, these guys are glued to their, these people are glued to their emails, they're glued to their phones. So you email someone on a Saturday morning at 7am, they're probably up, you know, and they're probably like up, you know, on their laptop and they're going to get an email and they're going to respond. I know the the founder of Y Combinator like is so big on that. You could email him right now about your idea and that you're thinking about applying and he would give you some feedback. And so uh, my email is scooter at scootertaylor.com. You know, I, I, I pray and hope that uh, over the next several years we'll get some more wins and more accomplishments. But uh, even before then I'm down to help people now. So just drop me an email um, and um you know, down to just talk through some of the stuff, um, and, and hopefully help. Yeah. So, I mean, Scooter, you know, Scooter, I was obviously already, you know, with this single episode single handedly, uh, motivated, motivated me and me to rethink, rethink startups and marketing for this year and, and trends and tactics to, to take on for our clients at Plaid Pixel. And, uh, you know, please, please, if you feel inspired by this episode or, or want someone to talk to in the marketing space, reach out to Scooter. He's very good about getting back to you. He's very active on Twitter and Instagram. 
obviously, you know, throw him, throw him an email. And, and if it's something that you guys need a marketing consultant or anything like that, you know, he's got you covered. He's a great guy and I've known him for years. So thank you so much, Scooter, for coming on the episode. Do you have any closing, closing thoughts for us? No, man, I think just, uh, for everyone, just like literally believe in yourself. Um, you know, uh, I, I, Jay-Z said it best once, um, no one has it figured out. Everyone's doing the scared. So you might look at people who you think are crushing it, but they also have doubts about themselves and they're trying to figure it out and, and things come up for them as well. So, you know, so just true. believe, believe in yourself. And, and, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, then it's hard for anyone else too. So, uh, that's yeah. my like biggest mm-hmm. advice. Once we, once you get over that hurdle, then we can talk about marketing and investors and all the other stuff. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks, Scooter. Awesome. All right, man. See you guys. Thanks, Scooter. Peace. Peace.